Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome, everyone, to the soul-saving station of Newark, Ohio. You are on holy ground. Not only that, you are standing in God's Holy Ghost operating room, and we want the doctor to do his work. You know, there's a lot of sick folk here in Newark, a lot of messed up people on drugs, their lives all disheveled, folks wandering aimlessly up and down our streets with no God in their life and no hope for their eternity. This city needs revival. Hallelujah. And God placed us here for such a time as this. All over, you drive along the highways, the byways, and the streets, you find churches everywhere. But the Lord Jesus Christ do not have churches. He only has one church. He said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one church, one gospel, one name. And we've got it. We to go no place else you don't need to visit no other church you're in the right place this is God's soul saving station and we want the whole city to know that we are here and we are on fire for Jesus Christ amen praise the Lord I'm so happy tonight I see a lot of Bibles that is so beautiful. And that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> Amen. We are people of the word. Not people of emotions. You can get that anywhere. You can get emotions at a football game. People get excited, clap their hands, jump around, step on folks' toes, accidentally slap people. Sometimes they slap them on purpose. But you can get emotion almost anywhere but we are people of the word and the word is worth clapping about the word is worth getting excited about hallelujah and we thank God for his eternal holy word this evening it is my privilege to invite all of you as we stand in reverence to God's holy word if you're able to stand We'd like for you to stand with us as we go to the gospel according to St. John and the 14th chapter. The gospel according to John, chapter 14. And I'm going to begin reading at verse number 8. And then we're going to go down to verse number 12. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those preachers that says the chapter and verse and they immediately start reading before you find it. You know, you people like that, right? I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you time to find it. 
John chapter 14, starting at verse number 8. And, uh, and while, while some of you are still looking for that, I want, you to, I want you to turn over to someone next to you, whether they're beside you, behind you, in front of you, someone close by, and I want you to look at them, and I want you to say, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. This is how they know we belong to him in that we have love one toward another. Look at that big smile on your face. That's what love will do. Hallelujah. I love you. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Show us the Father. You're talking about the Father all the time. Show us the Father, and, and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus saith unto him, have, have I, I been so long time with you, and yet has that not known me, Philip? Who's talking? The Father. The Father is talking. He that seeth me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? You see, Jesus is not Jehovah Junior. He's not a second person in the Godhead. No, 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 no. The Bible says it pleased the Father that all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him. Hallelujah. Verse number 10, believest thou not I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me, that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or, or else believe me for the very works sake. Because what, what Jesus did, nobody can do it better. He said, if you don't just believe, if you don't believe me, look at the works. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works, somebody say the works. The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my Father. And Jesus said in another book, in another book it's better for me to go away. It's expedient me for, to go away. Hallelujah. Because he said, I'm praying to Father. He's going to send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And when he comes, glory, he's going to come in my name. Hallelujah. For the rest of the evening, for the next very few minutes, I want to I speak to you on this topic. 
greater works than these. Greater works than these. Oh, my, 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 my. Let me tell you, church, we ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, there are some greater works that we have to experience in the Holy Ghost. Dear Lord, we stand here in your presence on holy ground. And Father, our hearts are tender towards you. And now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the spirit of faith to move through this congregation. Let the gift of faith manifest. Cause us to believe for the impossible. Cause us to believe, Lord, for the irrational. God, we invite you to come in and do what only you can do tonight. Let this be a night to remember. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let greater works manifest in our midst. We expect it. We anticipate it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you believe he can do a miracle before we leave here, clap your hands like you really believe it. If you really believe somebody can walk out of here healed, I want you to clap your hands. Don't wait for the miracle. Go ahead and clap your hands. It's going to happen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Greater works. Greater works. God bless you this evening, and you may be seated. Jesus talked about the works, some of the works that he did. He raised the dead. He opened blinded eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. He cast out devils. He walked on the water. And that's just skimming the, the, the top of the iceberg. The Bible says if, if all the things that Jesus did could be recorded, the whole world wouldn't be able to contain all the miracles that our Lord performed. Jesus did some mighty things. Amen. And he's still working today. Oh, I believe in miracles. I believe in signs and wonders. But you know, there was a time where I was sort of doubtful, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, was, I was very, uh, very, very careful about things I've heard about uh, people being raised from the dead and blind eyes opening. It, some things just seem... Uh, too, too good to be true or too fantastic to be real unless, unless I experienced it personally for myself. And so even as a young boy, and I, I remember I was probably about eight years old and I was sitting on the living room floor and we had this little black and white TV with the rabbit ears on it. Boy, that's going way back. We only had three stations back in those days. And uh, that's before remote control. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the living room floor and I'm watching the black and white TV. And uh, I think that day we didn't have the, uh, the plastic cellophane wrapped around it. We had, we had uh, cellophane wrapped in different colors. That's how we could get color TV back then. That's what we did, you know. <laughs> but that day it was just a regular black and white TV. And it was a program on, a religious program and it was a, a tent meeting. I can't remember the fellow's name, 
but uh, he was real popular back then in the early 60s, and he had a, a program, he had a tent meeting, and uh, I'm sitting there watching it, and it was about, you know, miracles and, and healings. It was a great outside tent crusade. Multitudes of people were gathered in a field, and I was fascinated about, about miracles. Do miracles really exist? And I'm sitting there watching this program and very much intrigued. The preacher would get up and he would preach a short sermon. And then at the end of the sermon, he would move into the gifts and the moving of the spirit. And the way he operated was after he would preach, he would uh, have everyone in the congregation to stand. And then he would have a massive prayer for the whole group and just pray over the whole group anyone that has a need anyone that's sick in their body I declare healing in the name of Jesus and the place would go in an uproar and people would start shouting and music would start playing and then he had ministers to walk through the crowd to get testimonies of various people that got healed that night and it was kind of neat because as they would move around, people would come up and, I got a miracle, I got a miracle. And they would get the preacher's attention. And I, I can't think of his name, but I'm going uh, to call him Brother Johnson. Anybody here named Johnson? I'm going to call him Brother Johnson, okay? And, and the music playing and somebody on the side, Brother Johnson, Brother Johnson. Stop the music, stop the music. What is it? There's a lady here that got healed. He was like, bring her up on the stage. Bring her up here. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, wow. And about three or four guys would be walking with her and bringing her up on the stage. And she would come up there, and she would stand before the cameras. And Brother Johnson would walk up to her and say, ma'am, you got healed tonight? And he put the microphone. And she'd say, uh-huh. And, I, and I'm sitting there on the living room floor thinking, is that all she got to say? The man said, what was it that God healed you from? She said, I can walk. He said, you were crippled? Uh-huh. How long were you crippled? 30 years. You mean you were crippled for 30 years and God healed you and now you can walk? Uh-huh. I'm thinking, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You, you cannot convince me that you've been crippled that long and God touched your body and now you can walk and all you can say is, uh-huh. Uh -uh -uh. Baby, if that was me, I'd be kicking my legs up, doing the funky chicken, running all around the building. Somebody got sit that boy down. He done lost his mind. Amen. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no way. Brother Johnson, there's a man here, been blind, and now he can see. Bring him up, bring him up. Man, they brung this guy up, man. They brought him up on the platform. Brother Johnson, they camera all up on the man's face. Brother Johnson says, how many fingers do I have up? He said, two. You see two fingers? Uh-huh. 
Come on now. Come on. You were blind. You couldn't see nothing before this service tonight. No, I couldn't see nothing. And God healed you, and now you can see. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, eight years old. Eight years old, and I had sense enough to know you don't act like that when you get a healing. You're not going to act like that when you get a miracle. I, I'm telling you, if I had been blind and my eyes opened up, look out, look out, look out. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be losing my mind over something like that. So I had questions. Is this thing real? Is this thing, is this thing put together? I mean, I, I, I can't believe it. Can you believe that? Do you think somebody can just... Say, uh-huh. I mean, how would you act if you got a miracle? I mean, a bona fide Holy Ghost miracle. Hallelujah. How would you respond? Come on, let me hear. How If God touched your body, if God healed your body, if God touched your loved one, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But they didn't do that. So I question, I don't know if that's real. And all growing up, I've always had this question in my heart. Do miracles really happen? Well, I got in church. I'm a grown-up, an adult. I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading about miracles, and that God is a God of miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever and I hear these reports of great miracles taking place and they're always in third world countries I'm like Lord why don't I see stuff like that over here why don't we see more miracles right in our midst and so the devil, the devil would take that little seed of doubt and he would begin to multiply it and work on it in your spirit and if you're not careful It'll get a hold of you. I'm sitting in church one night, and uh, well, some of you might know, and some of you don't know, but I am totally deaf in one ear. Totally deaf in one ear. Can't hear. Born that way. And it's a blessing, and it's not such a blessing. <laughs> I remember the first time I noticed I was that way was when I was I guess I was probably three or four years old, and it was a weekend, and my mother and daddy was having their weekly Friday night fights. <laughs> and every Friday night, man, after dad would get off work, and he'd go by the, the liquor store and get a bottle of gin, and man, him and mom would get at the kitchen table and take out the week's bills and start working on the bills, drinking gin. That's a bad combination. And man, I mean, the sparks were getting to fly. And they get to going at it. And they get to fussing and carrying on. Next thing you know, amen, dishes are being smashed. And cussing is going on. And me and my baby sister just started wailing and crying. Mama, don't do that. Daddy, stop. And my two older sisters would grab us and take us to bed and say, y'all go to bed and go to sleep. It's hard to go to sleep when you're hearing all that noise in the house. But I noticed that when I laid on one side... I couldn't hear a thing. 
And when I turned my head and laid on the other side, I could hear all the noise. And I was flipping my head back and forth. I was like, this is pretty cool. Wow, I don't know what this is, but it's pretty neat. I could not hear a thing in that ear. And so here I am, I'm in church, and we had a service where they had a prayer line. And, uh, the, you know, they got up on the platform. Any, anyone here that needs healing for your body, I want you to come on up here and get into this prayer line. And I didn't even think about going up there. I'm feeling pretty good. Everything's going great. And then somebody tapped me on the shoulder. Brother Easter, why don't you get in the prayer line? I said, for what? I'm not sick. Your ear. I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, sure. So I got up and I uh, got in the line. And okay, Lord, all, you said all I needed was a mustard seed of faith and I got more than a mustard seed so I got enough faith for this miracle and I'm standing there and I'm watching the, the preacher come down the line he's laying hands on people and, and man they just are jerking and doing all this stuff and he laying hands on somebody else and praying something over them and shaking them all around church going berserk and I'm sitting there thinking oh man oh this is my night oh God it's going to be so awesome to hear with both ears man it's going to be great Lord I believe I believe he got to the guy next to me and he started praying for him and he started talking in tongues and started dancing and I'm standing there and he came to me and he laid hands on my head and said in Jesus name and then walked over to the next person. And I'm standing there going, that's it? I thought he was going to shake me up a little bit. And I just stood there. And I was like, okay. And I touched my ear. Wait, I still can't hear. I, I still can't hear. And I'm looking, and he's praying for folks, people just going nuts. And I'm standing there going, I still can't hear. Why can't I hear? You're God. You can do anything. This is nothing to you. But, but maybe it's something I'm doing wrong. Maybe I don't have enough faith. But I got great faith. Maybe, maybe there's sin in my life. Maybe I'm not doing something right. I don't know what it is, God. Why? And I'm telling you, just as sure as God speaks to you, the devil speaks to you. That old devil crept up, and he got beside me, and he spoke in my good ear. <laughs> he said, the reason you are still half deaf is because God's not real. I'm like, what? He said, look around you. See that lady over there jumping and shouting because her back got healed? Check her out tomorrow. She's going to be in a lot of pain. <laughs> and see that man over there who just had knee surgery? Look at him chopping and jumping. He's going to wish he'd never done that next week. It's all emotion. That's all it is. It's just an emotional high. It's not real. And I'm standing there thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's not real. It's not real. And I'm going to tell you how awesome God is. My pastor walked up on the platform, 
got behind the pulpit and he said, praise singers, I want us to sing a song. Brother Easter, come up here and lead us in the chorus. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. God got a sense of humor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel like singing that song. But I sang it. I got up there and started singing anyway. I wasn't feeling it. I'm just singing anyway and singing anyway. And while I was singing, all of a sudden my memory started churning. And I got to remember I saw my old self. I saw my old self drinking Jack Daniels. I saw my old self smoking marijuana. I saw my old self lost in a world. And all of a sudden, I recognized, wait a minute, that's not me anymore. Can't nobody make a change like that but God. Woo, hallelujah. He took me off of drugs. He changed my life around. God is real. God is real. Because can't nobody do do you like Jesus? He's alive and he is well. <laughs> Glory to God. I just needed a little reminder to know God is still God. And he may not do what you want him to do, when you want him to do it, or how you want him to do it. He is sovereign, but he never lies. Hallelujah. God still moves. God still heals. And let me tell you, he'll do it in such a way you won't even know about it. You won't even sense it. Hallelujah. And there are things that are taking place all around you right now you never know nothing about until we get to glory. He's moving. He's active. And miracles are happening all around us. Miracles greater works than these and so I don't know it became a thing in church every time there was a prayer line everybody would come to me brother Easter you got your healing yet brother Easter you still came here I got so tired of that just leave me alone man God will heal me when he wants to heal me how about that then one day pastor called me in the office and he said, hey, Brother Easter, uh, next weekend we're going to have a special minister come to our church. He ministers in the gifts. And we've had ministers like that from time to time. But he told me this particular one is like no other preacher we've ever had. This guy has a very unique ministry in the gifts. And he said, I want you to come Wednesday night. I want you to announce to the church that he's going to be here and I want you to help me promote it, but, I, I, but you go, you're going to have to see him in action yourself. Oh, okay. Well, he's in the neighboring town tonight. He's over there ministering tonight, and he said, I want you and some of the other saints drive over to the next town and go to that service, and I want you to watch this man in action. And when you see him, oh, you're going to really help me promote it. Okay, great, Pastor. Great. So we got a couple of saints together, about two carloads, and um, we drove over to the neighboring town. The preacher was already started in the service, and what he did, he, he preached very, very short sermons, and then he would transition what he calls it into the gifts, and he began to minister. His style was he would have a cordless microphone, and uh, 
and we, he would walk around until he'll feel something. He always say, don't raise your hand. Don't call me over to where you are. The Holy Ghost will lead me. And when I call you out, don't tell me what your problem is. God will reveal it. And if God will reveal it, God will heal it. And I'm, me and my friends, we came in kind of late, and he was already into the, the miracle part. So we sat way in the back watching this guy. And like, this guy going to be at our church this coming weekend, so let's see, let's see what he does. It was, it was pretty miraculous. With his cordless microphone, he, he would kind of ramble until he felt something. He would walk over here this Saturday church, talking about whatever, whatever came to his brain, and talking to this y'all. Mm, oh yeah, somebody over here, sir, would you stand? Come over here in the aisle, and the man would come out in the aisle. He's, come, come down front. Come down front. Hold it right there. The next step you take is a step of faith. Come on, step one, step two, step three. I'm thinking, oh man, this guy is something else. Come right here, sir. All right, stand right here. Sir, um, you need a miracle in your life. Isn't that right? I don't know what it is about. It just, I don't know. Maybe they learned that in that school they go to or something. But he would put the mic out there for their response. They said, you need a miracle, a miracle tonight, don't you, sir? He said, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, don't tell me what's wrong with you. God's going to show it to me. And if God will reveal it, God is going to heal it. Would you lift both hands toward heaven right now? That man lifted his hands and he walked over to him, started looking him up, up and down and said, sir, you have, you have trouble sleeping at night. You have trouble sleeping at night. The only way you can sleep comfortably is if you sleep on your left side. Is that right? He was like, yeah, yeah. He says, see, the reason that happened is because, and he began to explain to him why. And I'm like, this is amazing. Now, the guy is standing there with his hands up, and he's starting to shake because this brother is telling everything just like it is. Then he said, and you also have a pain in your lower back. You've been dealing with that for a few months. Isn't that right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He said, there's a minor injury there. There's, there's something there because of the work that you do. You work as a, and told him what kind of work he did. And he said, isn't that, he said, yeah, yeah. He said, God will heal it if God will reveal it. Lift your hands right now. You get ready to have back surgery in the name of Jesus. Boom, put his hand on his head. The man fell back and he started talking in tongues. He said, you are instantly healed. You don't have no more pain in your back. And the man started feeling his back and he started moving around and jumping around. The church went nuts. I'm thinking, wow. Then he walked over to this side of the church and he's walking around and he saw this lady. Sister, would you come? You stand up, come over here. And she walked down front. He took her by the hand and he looked at her. And he said, You've been, you, have, you have spots in your vision. Spots in your vision. Isn't that right? She said, yeah. He said, you have a little glaucoma. Glaucoma. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. He said, how did I know that? God told you. That's right. God told me. And if God will reveal it, God will heal it. And not only that, you've been, you've been praying that God will increase your prayer ministry. God is going to call you to a ministry of intercession. 
How would you like that? She said, yes, that's my, that's my passion. He said, I see a name, a name over the top of your head. It's, it's De, Dolores, Dolores. Does that name mean anything to you? He said, that's my name. <laughs> he said, well, God wants to start you praying for yourself first. Glory, hallelujah. And the place went nuts. I'm sitting in the back thinking, this is amazing. This is really something. He walked around the front, and there was a couple sitting on the front row, and he stopped, and he, he looked at the young man. He had frizzy, wild-looking hair, uh, a, 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 a leather jacket on, and he walked over to the young man. He said, young man, I want you to stand up. So he stood up and looked down. I get, I, it was his wife. He looked at her like... <laughs> He said, young man, are uh, you having problems believing this is real? Don't you? He said, well, you know, well. He said, sir, do you realize how many hours of prayer your wife has been praying for you? He looked at his wife, started grinning. She looked at him, and she won't smile <laughs> He said, your wife has been praying for you, sir. Her prayer request is that you be saved. Do you want to be saved? He said, well, I mean, I mean you know. <laughs> that's nervous laughter. That's what that was. He said, you do believe in God, and you want to give your life to the Lord, but you got some problems, don't you? You do have some problems. As a matter of fact, you have an addiction. And man, the whole church got quiet. And he stopped laughing then. He said, you have an addiction. You have a serious addiction. And that addiction is nicotine. You cannot quit smoking. Is that right? He was like, oh, I, I tried to quit. But he said, I know, I know. And God knows all about it. Son, there is no merit in you smoking cigarettes. Could you say that with me? Say no merit. No, I ain't talking about y'all. That's good, though. Y'all paying attention. That's good. He said, no merit. And then he said, what is the brand of cigarette you smoke? He said, merit. I didn't even know there was a brand called merit. That guy was like, wow. He said, young man, right now, in the inside pocket of your jacket, there is a pack of cigarettes. Young man, if you would reach into your jacket and take out those cigarettes, drop them to the carpet, and begin to stomp on those cigarettes, God will instantly deliver you from your addiction and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That guy, he was shaking. <laughs> he grabbed those cigarettes, <laughs> dropped them on the floor. <laughs> Uh, 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 hallelujah! 
boy, he started talking in tongues. His wife started crying and jumping. The church got out and started rushing and running around. It was a miracle. It was incredible. I was there. I saw it myself. God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. And his wife was crying. She got up and hugged him, and they was just embracing one another, and the place was unbelievable. And I looked at my friends, and I said, this guy is coming to our church. <laughs> Boy, the church don't know what they're in for. Man, I got to tell everybody, I'm not going to wait till Wednesday night. I'm going to start calling folks tonight. Whatever you do, don't miss this weekend. This guy is awesome. And my friends are looking at me. Oh, man, this is going to be incredible, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Church is starting to settle down a little bit. And my friends was looking at me and said, hey, bro, man, we're going to help you promote it. I said, good, good, because this is going to be great. Then one of my buddies looked and said, Mike, Mike. I said, what? I think he's looking at you. I said, what? Look, he's looking at you. I looked and he was looking dead at me. I looked down at the floor. Is he still looking at me? Young man, young man. I ain't looking up. I'm not looking up. Michael, I'm not looking up. Young man. I looked up. Yes, you. Come. I was like, oh man, he's calling me up there. I didn't come here for this. Oh Lord, I got up. Oh man, I started walking down that center aisle. You talk about a long walk. <laughs> I started walking down that center aisle. Whew. Started sweating. Everybody in the church looking at me. I'm like, man. I didn't come for this. He called me up to the front of the church. Young man, God is going to do something for you tonight. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, that'd be good. I want you to lift both hands. I lifted both hands up. I'm like, oh, Lord. He said, young man, God has a calling on your life. I see the tips of your fingers like oil. Your hands have been anointed a preacher I'm like yeah yeah he said you're already involved in ministry if God will reveal it hallelujah we never met before have we I said no sir he said not only is God gonna bless you spiritually God wants to bless you physically God want to do a miracle for you tonight by the time man my heart started beating real fast I'm like oh man he said, now, now, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you. He said, your sinuses, your sinuses, you have problems with your sinuses. And I didn't have no problems with my sinuses. And I said to myself, I'm not going to sit up in front of all these people and lie just to make him look good. No. You don't have any problems with your sinuses? No. Well, when God touch your sinuses, you're going to tell a difference. You've been used to it for so long. And I'm thinking, hmm. Okay. Not only that, back pain. 
in the lower part right here, you have a very severe pain in the lower part of you. I mean, he's showing me everything right there. You got a severe pain right there, and it hurts you. It's hard for you to walk. Isn't that right? And I never had no pain. And I'm thinking to myself, these people got together for church. They arranged all of this because I ain't got no back pain. And I'm not going to sit up here and lie. No, sir. I don't have any back pain. He said, well, sometimes God will show me something and heal it before it happens. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. So then he walked away from me. Just left me there. Didn't say sit down, be excused, nothing. Just walked away and started rambling again. And I'm standing there. I'm still standing there. I'm thinking, is he finished? Is he done? Should I go back to my chair? I'm just standing there. And then he started walking back toward me. And I'm standing there. He walked right past me. And he says, hold it, hold it. Somebody here is deaf in one ear. I said, that's me! <laughs> oh, my Lord! That's me! That's me! He looked at me and said, you deaf in one ear? Yes! 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 He said, son, tell me how long you've been deaf in one ear. Oh, my life! Oh, my life! Oh, my life! Oh, Lord! Oh, my God! It's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. He said, son, which ear? Which ear? I said, my right ear. My right ear. You can't hear nothing in your right ear? Nothing. I can't hear nothing. I can't hear nothing. He said, son, I'm going to pray for you right now. And God's going to do a miracle for your ear. Man, my heart beating real fast. I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. But God, if this is your will, if this is what you want to do, Lord, let it be, let it be. I want to be able to hear in both ears. I'm ready, Lord. And that man said, young man, I'm going to put my hand on your head. And with my other hand, I'm going to put my finger in your ear. And I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. And when I take my finger of your ear sound is going to rush into your head like you've never heard it before. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Ready, Lord. Pop, put his hand on my head. Took his finger. Stuck it in my ear so deep I thought he was trying to scratch my brains. I mean, it, it was hurting. And he pushed his finger in my ear, and I couldn't hear nothing. His voice was far away. And I heard him say, In the name of Jesus, be healed. He pulled his finger out, and I'm going to tell you, sound rushed into my head. I could hear vibrant. I could hear loudly. And I said, oh God, oh God, thank you, Lord. And I took off running. I took off running 
like a madman. I ran a lap around that building. My friends in the back all fell out their chairs. Ladies started screaming and crying. People over here started running in circles. I made another lap around that congregation. I can hear. 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 Woo, hallelujah. And I made a third lap. I tell you what, boy, I won't, I won't go need no simple Simon. Man, I made my third lap around that congregation, and I'm just a running, just a running. And as I was coming around that corner, I thought to myself, Man, I look crazy. I, I look insane. I can't believe I'm acting like this. See, when God do something in your life, you're going to do things you never thought you'd do. When the Holy Ghost get a hold of you, some of you are jumping shout like you never thought you'd jump and shout. Hallelujah. People be walking out of church saying, I can't believe Sister Jones did that. I can't believe that, bro. I've never seen that brother do that before. Man, I wish to God that would happen here tonight. Hallelujah. Wouldn't that be something? Glory. Hallelujah. Man, I came around that aisle, that third lap, and I said, this is insane. I can't believe I'm acting like this. What must I look like? And right behind the pulpit, there was a little wall, just like a little closet, and I ran behind that wall, and I fell on my knees, and I couldn't see the audience, and they couldn't see me. And I fell behind that wall on my knees. And I'm, oh, God, we're crying. Oh, man, I mean, stuff flowing all out of my face. I'm like, oh, God, I can hear. Oh, God, I can hear. And where he had put his finger, still aching. And I was like, oh, Lord, oh. And I pressed it in. And I couldn't hear nothing. And I let go. And I could hear and it dawned on me, I told him the wrong ear. I, oh my goodness. What? I had gotten so nervous, I told him the wrong ear. And, and that's, that's why when he put his finger in my ear, I couldn't hear nothing. The chill about done. He probably he couldn't hardly get the people back together. They was all on the floor, prostrate before their Lord, screaming and crying. And he was like, "Where did the young man go? Young man, young man!" And I was like, "Oh man, where's the back door? Where's the back door?" I walked out from behind that wall. There he is. There he is. Come here, young man. Come here, young man. He grabbed me by the hand, pulled me out in front of the whole church, and people looking at me. And he grabbed me and said, young man, can you hear in that ear? I said, uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, glory. The most embarrassing moment of my life. I didn't have a heart to tell him anything. I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave. I walked to the back to check my friends. I mean, tears all over their face. They all looking at me. I said, let's go. <laughs> we got in the car. They just, they amazed. They amazed. Mike, don't speak to me. Don't say nothing. 
dropped them off. I got home. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I said, I better call pastor. Called the pastor. Hey, pastor. Mike. Hey, Brother Easter. You went to the service? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I got to tell you something because if I don't tell you, you're going to hear it from somebody else. What is it? I got prayed for tonight. And I told him the whole story. The phone dropped. <laughs> I never heard my pastor laugh so hard. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That weekend, he was, that, the minister was there. And he was standing there. He was looking all across the He saw me. He said. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord. After the service was over, uh, he was in the office with the pastor, and the pastor stuck his head out and said, Mike, come here. He said, you remember this young man? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> he said, Mike, tell him what happened. I told him what happened. He bust out laughing. And for the next six months, every time we had a guest speaker, hey, Mike, come here. Tell him the story about your ear. But God is still working miracles. Several weeks had gone by and it kind of died down a little bit. It popped up every now and then. People making fun of me, but that's okay. But I'll never forget one evening. I was sitting on, on my back porch and prayer. I was praying. And, I, and when I pray, it's a conversation. I'm not on my knees with my hands folded. I just sit on the back porch and talk to God like you would talk to your best friend. And many times I would just visualize Jesus sitting there next to me. And I would just talk, talk to him and tell him whatever is on my mind. No special requests, no heavy-duty stuff, just the day and how it went and, and different things and uh, would I like for him to help me and, and, and helping other people? Just conversation. That's what real prayer is. And it's not a one-way conversation. It works both ways. And sometimes we pray and whatever we want to say, we get it off our chest and we spend 15, 20, 30 minutes talking to God. And then when we get finished talking, we're done. But God is like, hold it, wait, wait, wait. I got something I want to say. But some of us are too preoccupied to let that happen. But I learned to wait upon the Lord. And when I waited upon the Lord in the early days, I always waited with a notepad and a pencil. Because God would tell me stuff. I'd write it down. I'd be sitting there, okay, Lord. And God would be telling me things. I want you to start doing this. And I want you to stop doing that. And I want you to call this person. And I'm just writing this stuff down, writing this stuff down. And I had a whole bunch of things on my, on my pad and I looked at it and I said, Lord, thank you. Then that old devil creeps up and said, that wasn't God. That was you. You made all that stuff up in your head. And I said, you know what, devil? If this wasn't God, it's still good stuff. <laughs> so you just shut up. <laughs> Amen. But I learned to realize if you listen, you hear. And that day, that 
early evening, I was sitting on my porch, and I just began to wait to listen for him. And he spoke, and God said, Michael, yes, Lord, you remember when you questioned my ability to heal? Oh, Lord, that was my fault. I mean, I have no right to question you. You are God. You can do whatever you want, however you want it. You don't owe me anything. You, you, you don't have to answer another prayer. You don't have to heal me. You don't have to do nothing. You've done enough already. As long as my name is written in the book of life, I don't need nothing else. I'm ready to answer you now. Oh, okay, Lord. I still heal deaf ears. I believe it. I believe it, God. I know, I know. I still bring healing to crippled limbs. I believe it, God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I still raise the dead. Lord, yes, yes, I, I believe, I believe. I don't doubt you, I believe it. He says, a wicked and perverse generation look for signs. Believers don't look for signs. Signs follow them that believe. This world and all of their unbelief only has one sign, and that's the empty tomb. And if they don't believe that, then nothing else matters. I said, oh. Lord, you're right. You're right. You're right, God. You are so right. I believe, Lord. I believe. And then he got quiet for a moment. And then I heard him again. Michael. Yes. Yes, Lord. You heard me. Yes, Lord. There was a time I used to call you. But you couldn't hear me. There was a time I used to reach for you, but you couldn't feel me. But now that's changed. There was a day that you were blind, but now you see the truth. There was a day you were crippled by sin, but I touched you and set your foot upon a rock. And now you're walking in the spirit. Oh man, the tears begin to fly. He said, Michael, there was a day when you were dead in trespasses and sin. But I have quickened you. I've made you come alive. And you are alive now greater than you ever been. I'm still working miracles. But greater things, greater things, greater things. Oh church, God is doing greater things for us and it's happening all around us greater things oh it's wonderful to see a blind eye open or a man that's crippled get up and walk it's wonderful to see a dead person a man raised from the dead but there is something greater than a dead person raised from the dead there's something greater than a deaf man receiving his hearing what is it what is it the miracle of being born again
It's a miracle. Hardly anything else can compare to a woman or a man that feels the pulling of the Holy Ghost, drawing them to a place of repentance. It's a miracle to see a life turn around, to see a soul walk up the altar to the front of this church. Let me tell you something, folks. When you see somebody being moved by the, by the God of heaven, that's not a time for you to start talking with your friends. When you see somebody under the conviction of the Holy Ghost, there's a struggle. All of hell is pulling on one arm and all of heaven is pulling on the other. We need to say, come on, come on, you can make it. Come on, come on. We need to say, we're about to see a birth. We're about to see a miracle. We're about to see the miracle of regeneration. Friend, when people are being baptized in that water, that's not a time to leave church. The greatest miracle, greater works is taking place right in our midst. Hallelujah. Oh, I would to God that the greatest miracle of all could happen here tonight. Hallelujah. I want to see a miracle. New birth. New life. Is there anyone here want to be saved that's not saved? Is there anyone here that's tired of the devil beating you up? Are you tired of living in the dark? You've been praying and asking God, Lord, lead me. God, help me. He's here to help you tonight. He's here to show you the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. And the greatest miracle of all, greater than having money in the bank, greater than having a bunch of friends, greater even than having your health, is to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the greatest miracle. That's why this church exists. That's why you are here. That's why God bring you a pastor. This is the soul-saving station. A place of greater things. Hallelujah. So if you're ready to turn your life around, if you're ready now for a greater miracle than you've ever experienced in your life, and you want to be born again, this is the place. If you want to be born again, baptized in water in the name of Jesus, and receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet right now if you want to be born again. If you've never experienced that in your life, and you want it. All you got to do is want it. Stand to your feet right now. It's a miracle about to get ready to happen. The greatest miracle of all. The greatest. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there no takers here tonight? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Musicians, would you come? In the name of Jesus. Not one. Not one. Hallelujah. This world is hungry for what we have. And I'll tell you something. If there are no hungry people here tonight, there is a multitude of hungry people out there. We got to get them in here, church. In Jesus' name, every empty chair, I declare, be filled with hungry souls. Every empty chair be filled with destitute people.
drug addicts, homosexuals, drunkards, homeless, hurt, battered, bruised, abused souls. Let every chair that's empty be filled with people being given false religion. I declare in Jesus' name. I declare it now in Jesus' name. In every vessel in this room, every born-again believer in this room, I declare to you, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the church after your own kind. Reach people that were like you used to be. Because you used to be a drunk. And you used to be hopeless. But there's somebody just like you. God's going to cross your path with that person. So be alert. Keep your eyes open. God is going to bring them to you. You don't have to worry about finding them. God's going to bring them to you. And when they come across your path, he's going to speak to you. Get ready. He's going to speak to you. He's going to tell you, this is the one. He's going to tell you, go to that lady. Speak to her. Reach out to that man. And you need to do it when he tells you. You know why? Because that's a heart he's already been working with. You ain't got to worry about rejection. You don't have to worry about nobody want to hear what you got to say. God is already preparing. God is already preparing hearts. He's already working on people right now. And he's going to bring them across your path. And it's going to be perfect timing. And when you speak to them, something's going to happen. Something's going to change. And you're going to bring them to the Lord. God's going to use you mightily in these last days. The greatest of all miracles, greater works, greater works, greater works that you do. You know something? Jesus never baptized anybody in his name. But you'll be able to do that. Jesus never laid hands on anybody and prayed them through to the Holy Ghost. But you, you can witness that. Greater things. I'm ready for greater things. It's already moving. It's already happening. It's already multiplying. It's already Hallelujah. It's already happening right now. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Somebody say greater works. Greater works. I want you to pray for just a moment. Something is moving now. Something is happening. Something is happening right now. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is in the building. He's moving up and down the aisles. Jesus is walking up among the aisles. Greater works. Greater works is about to happen. Greater works is already happening. It's happening right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Remain praying. Remain touching him. Touch the hem of his garment. As we sing, I want you to touch the hem of his garment. Forget about who's sitting next to you. It's just you and him right now. Reach out to him.